It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles, if you would, turn to the book of Romans. Romans chapter number 9 is where we'll pick up. I know it's been a while since we've been in Romans. We've kind of jumped all over the place. Um, here in chapter number 9, we have a, a bit, kind of a big subject shift for a moment. And chapter 9, 10, and 11 all sometimes give cause for... I, I shouldn't say give cause, but the people that misunderstand them end up preaching false doctrine, uh, specifically about this word election that we find here in these chapters, and then again specifically about the Jews. And there is a big false doctrine today, I believe it is called replacement theology, and basically they teach that God is totally done with his people, God has just put them off to the side, and the church has taken all the promises, and basically the church has become Israel, is my understanding of what they teach. But when we read, even just reading through Romans 9, 10, and 11, even just a simple reading, I don't know how they can come up with that. Now, yes, there are some verses a little bit harder to understand without study. I'll say that right away. But when we understand the Scripture in its context, and we understand what the words mean, then there's no issue here. And when we take these chapters and reconcile them with other scripture, everything makes sense. Everything falls into place. So kind of a quick recap. Again, we've came through three different subjects, if you'll allow me to say it in that way, and just kind of the words I've been using for this. We find in chapters 1 through 3, we're dealing with this thing of our guiltiness. Basically, All Jews and Gentiles are under sin, and the conclusion is there is none righteous, no, not one. Then chapters 4 and 5 deal with justification, or you could even say salvation, showing that salvation has always been by faith and not by works. Then we see in chapters 6, 7, and 8, sanctification or how to keep the law by grace, not by works. And it's God that does that in our life, but God intends for us to live holy lives. And so we've kind of come through all that. And like I said, we've stepped away from this study for for quite some time, actually. But um, we'll pick back up here in chapter 9. We, what we need to understand is we've left the, the salvation principles um, way farther back. Now, there are verses here that most definitely do apply to salvation, But you do need to understand that the subject matter that we're going to be dealing with in chapters 9, 10, and 11, specifically the subject matter of election, we're not dealing with salvation. We're dealing with God's selection process of which nation the promised Messiah would come from. That's going to be critical to your understanding of the rest of what goes on through these chapters. And so, yes, Paul, and we begin to see, and I've never been able to preach on it yet, but we see Paul's got a burden for his brethren, the Jews. 
who were God's chosen people. They are a people, a nation that God loves, that God chose above every, every other nation simply because he chose to out of mercy, out of out of grace, not, not any merit of their own because they weren't any better really than anybody else. And we see that repeated time and time after, after throughout the whole Old Testament, they're constantly going against God's law. So the question that we end up coming to here in Romans chapter 9, 10, and 11, for the student of the Word of God, a question arises about the Jewish people. What has God done with them? Because in large, for the most part, they've completely missed the gospel. And we now are on an equal level with them towards God. And it seems right now that Israel, and even in that time, Israel's been set to the side. They're still following Judaism. It seems that Israel has been shut off from the covenant promises of their Messiah. So the question is, hath God cast away his people? Well, Paul's point is going, is going to answer that. And let me turn to Romans chapter 11, verse number 1. I, we need to read this verse because this is going to give us the conclusion and this is going to help us understand what all else is going around here as we begin reading through part of chapter 9. Paul says in Romans chapter 11 and verse number 1, I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. Watch ye not what the scripture saith of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, they, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. I'm going to stop reading there. Now, Again, all three of these chapters have to be taken together or you're going to miss the point. And from the passage I just read and from other parts here that we're fixing to read, people will take those scriptures, and if that's all that you're looking at, it might actually seem that they would be right. But there's more to, to look at in the scripture than just that one verse or that one passage. And when we take and reconcile all of this, we begin to find out that God has God's only set Israel to the side. He's not in any way, shape, or form replaced them. He's put them to the side that the gospel, the part that nobody had saw coming, might be made manifest. And of course, there is that election according to grace 
by that. In other words, God's divine selection has always been by grace, not of merit. God's not going through and teach and doing as Calvinism would say, choosing one man to go to heaven and one man to go to hell. That's not what this passage is teaching about at all. No way you can even get there. If, if you're teaching that from this scripture, then you've totally misunderstood the point of these chapters. So Romans chapter 9 through 11 are the answer to those who teach replacement theology, saying that the church has replaced Israel. I'm here to tell you today, and I want to show you the best I, I can, that the church has never replaced Israel. We are considered now with part of the spiritual seed of Israel, but we're not considered the physical seed. Yes, we've gotten to inherit some of the spiritual promises through Abraham. And yes, we can be counted as the spiritual seed of Abraham. But there were promises given to the physical seed of Abraham, the Jews and the Jewish people, that as of today still have never been fully given to them. For instance, there are land promises out there, a large portion of land that they are to inherit that they have never, ever fully inherited. Now, either God lied to them or God has something yet more to do with them and God will still fulfill his promise in the future. And that's the question that it comes down to. So some of these um conclusions that people are coming to saying that the church has replaced it. I, I, I hate to, to burst your bubble on this, but the church does not have a promise to inherit physical land. We do have a promise that we're going to get to rule and reign with, with Christ. That's after the that, that that's after the rapture, of course, in the tribulational period, but that has nothing to do with we're not the ones inheriting this land. God gave a physical promise to a physical nation, the nation of Israel, that they would inherit a certain amount of land that has never yet been fulfilled. That tells us God has yet more to do with Israel. He's only set them to the side for the moment. So the church is not going to take those promises away. Otherwise, God would not be, be keeping his word at all. So with that being said, Let's just begin reading in chapter number 9 and going through verses 1 through 5. Now, I'm not maybe going to hit every verse in this right now, but I need to get the general idea of what's going on here, and we need to have an understanding of what some of Paul, what Paul is talking about, about this thing of election. We need to have a general understanding of that so that we can begin to work through it and pull out some other practical lessons from these passages as well. So, Romans chapter 9 and verse number 1, this is what Paul begins to say. I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises, whose are the fathers, and of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. There's a lot said in there. Now, without taking the time to do it, if we were to turn back to Romans chapter number 3, you'll find Paul, actually I am going to take the time to do it and just read this verse to you again. 
The Jews had every advantage possible over any other people group. Notice what, notice what Paul says in chapter 3, verse number 1. What advantage then hath the Jew, or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, chiefly, because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. God most definitely gave the nation of Israel an advantage when it came to spiritual things. But yet, when it comes to the fulfillment of Jesus Christ as the Messiah, they entirely missed the fulfillment of that promise. They didn't see it coming. And according to chapter number 10, from stubbornness and pride, they have never yet, as a nation, they've never yet submitted to the gospel of grace. So we find they had every advantage, yet they're missing out on the promise. Totally missing out that the Messiah has already come. Now in the tribulation period, and this is a different different message for another time, God will finally reveal himself. Jesus will reveal himself to them as the Messiah whom they have pierced, and they as a nation will one day accept him. But it hasn't happened yet. So I need you to understand this, these couple things here in the next three chapters. Romans chapter 9 is going to be dealing with how God chose the nation to start with. It's dealing with God's selection of a nation. And yes, while we're using some individuals' names here, they are look, being looked at as representative heads of the nation. So we're going to find out that we're dealing with national selection for who the promise or the promised seed would come from. In chapter number 9, we're not dealing with salvation, but who the Messiah would come from. In Romans chapter 10, what we're going to see in chapter 10, it deals with Israel's rejection. So Romans chapter 9 deals with Israel's selection. Romans chapter 10 is going to deal with Israel's rejection. And then in Romans chapter 11, we're going to see Israel's coming redemption. And again, like I've already said, keep in mind, we're dealing with the nation as a whole and not individuals, because if we begin to take this as going to individuals, we'll end up in some very erroneous conclusions. So we'll pick up here tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.